we are in October, I thought this would be the perfect time to go over where I was 10 years ago to where I am now. If you have listened to episode 2, The Pit, my story, don't worry, this episode will be different from that episode. If you've not listened to that episode, I would. It's one of my most popular podcast episodes. The link will be in the show notes. So let's get into today's episode, Diagnosed with Fibromyalgia 10 Years Ago. I totally believe your past can make you a stronger person. I also believe that many people diagnosed with fibromyalgia think it's the end of their life, and I'm here to tell you that it is not. Look at me. I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia at the age of 20 years old, about six weeks before my 21st birthday. It's what you do with the diagnosis that makes you a stronger person. Growing up, I was constantly going to the doctor for infections and would run really high temperatures every four to six weeks. I was sick constantly, and maybe that's how I got it, or maybe it was traumatic events in my childhood. Who knows? I do recall there was a bad flu in 2009 that I had. I don't question it because that is a scary place to stay in if you do. I do believe that fibromyalgia can be a combination of stress, lifestyle, traumatic event, immune issues, environment, and food choices, which I can help you with. So let's skip to 10 months before I was diagnosed. So this was January of 2010. I was completely wiped out all the time, no matter what I did. I was constantly in pain. Just before that exhaustion, I completed a 500 certification program to be a personal trainer in six months. I turned 20 a few weeks after that program. I couldn't go to the gym while coming home and take a couple of hours of a nap. Eventually, I stopped going at all. So when I was diagnosed in the fall, like many of you think when you first get diagnosed, you feel a quick sense of relief. Then your next thoughts are, okay, what is next? You have never heard of the word fibromyalgia, but you have the trust in most likely the rheumatologist who diagnosed you that he knows all the answers. Were you raising your hand when I said that? You might get a pamphlet explaining it. I actually kept mine all these years in a habit somewhere. You get told this medication, Sabolta or Larica, is the answer. Then you are told to do physical therapy. As you're listening to this, I know you can relate because I've heard it from so many people. You think now this is it. I will take the medications, do the physical therapy, and will feel better. For me, I left the room at some point, and the rheumatologist told my grandma, well, I think she's depressed. I'm going to be brutally honest with you all. That is so stupid to me that the doctor would say that. I'm sure you'll all have something like that happen with your fibromyalgia journey. Of course I was depressed when I couldn't get out of the house and was in so much pain that I was crying all the time. Let's just say this is supposed to be one of the top rheumatology places in the country. Recently, I did a phone call just to know and was told they don't even take fibromyalgia people anymore. Not that it would help people. I did Sepulta for a few days, but was so nauseated that I was like, no thanks. I didn't want to be on medication the rest of my life. I went to physical therapy, did swimming and weight training which I think was crazy. I had just completed a personal training program almost a year before that. I do remember enjoying the warm towel that they put over at the end of the session on your back, but of course that didn't last. 
I do remember coming out crying because of course it was not working. And as you're listening, are you shaking your head because you can relate? Right, right next door was a pain management place. I asked the rheumatologist if that would be a good idea, and the doctor said yes. I did two appointments where they would touch my back that was bare and mark it up. I would get wheeled into the room where they showed a huge needle into all those dots. By the way, I was awake when they were shooting needles into my back. Afterward, you have to sit still for a while and drink juice and cookies because your blood sugar would drop. I would get into the car and I would cry so hard. You were supposed to take it easy for 24 hours. I hope you have never done this. There are places across the country. Side note, it is personally crazy to me that we put so much trust into doctors with them knowing so little knowledge how nutrition plays a big part in fibromyalgia that they aren't going to say much, if at all, about nutrition. Most likely, they have no idea that nutrition can help us with fibromyalgia. They will just recommend the physical therapy and medications, which is what they were taught. It might be different if you see a naturopath. I'm sure many of you could relate to what I'm going to say next. You go from different doctors seeking the answers, or you're referred to one doctor after another. You're stuck in this vicious cycle, thinking this time you're going to get the answers you so desperately seek. I can totally relate to you. I went to so many different doctors in my 20s. Eventually, my grandma saw an ad in the newspaper sharing that a wellness chiropractor that I talked about in episode 22, which will be in the show notes. Luckily, he was only 10 minutes away in southern Arizona. This started my journey of healing because I was willing to do anything the wellness chiropractor told me to do. I did eight months with that chiropractor, going to the adjustments, following his supplements, and elimination plan. I did the stool testing, the saliva testing. Gradually over the next few months, as I began to feel improvement in my overall health for the first time in 22 years. This journey of mine awakened within a desire to learn as much as I could about wellness through nutrition. Around the same time, I took a one-year course from the Institute of Integrated Nutrition, and then compelled to deepen my knowledge, I decided to enroll in the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition because their protocol teaches the connections between client symptoms and the affected body systems. For example, if you have frequent sinus infections, then there is a connection between that infection and the digestive and immune systems. Four years later, I earned my diploma to become a registered holistic nutritionist. That was over three years ago. I'm also certified as an eating psychology coach from the Institute of Psychology of Eating. So you are probably wondering how I'm doing today with my health. I'll be totally honest with you. So the good things first, I'm not stuck on the couch in pain, fatigue, headaches, and not living a life. I'm able to run my nutrition business, helping others with fibromyalgia. I'm able to focus on the relationships in my life. I'm able to go hiking and go out to run errands and go to church. I remember going out to have a, be such a struggle, and it would wipe me out 10 years ago. I'm able to cook and clean those activities that people with fibro struggle to do. 
I do struggle with my immune system and hormones, but my life is 100% better than it was 10 years ago. I want you to know that I continue to work on myself so that I can give you the best food recommendations and supplements when you work with me. So you don't have to do the research. I'm all about working with those one-on-one -on -one so you can get an individualized plan based on your health concerns. If you're listening to this episode when it came out, just think, we only have nine weeks left of 2020. Why wait till the new year to see if a holistic nutritionist can approve your fibromyalgia? Go to www.amandaaliselove.com where you could schedule a complimentary 45-minute call to explore your options. During this call, we will discuss your fibromyalgia journey, what your needs and challenges are, and we will also talk about your next step. Thank you for tuning in today, and join us next time as we explore ways to building up your immune system before the holidays.